Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series Wee. champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula, and the voice that you just heard there is the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got David on the ones, too. David Shrupp. Right? I get that right? Okay, perfect. I want to make sure I get your name right. Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos as well. Appreciate both of you gentlemen. And thank you listening for hanging out with us on mm-hmm. this Thursday evening. It's heading into week 18 of NFL football. Uh, mm-hmm. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. I'm pulling that out right as I speak. So we'll definitely uh, see you texting in. We'll also, if you want to see us, see yeah. our smiling faces, watch us. You can uh, search 105 Through the Fan on YouTube or check us out on twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam. And if you happen to go on Twitter, we have the links where it says, hey, time for the get right. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Typically that comes through uh, on Twitter over the course of the show. You'll also probably see some heads-up notifications as to the guests that we have this evening. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking to a few friends. Jess Navarez of Pro Football Network. She's a beat writer for your Cowboys. We'll talk to her here in about uh, 20 minutes at 7.20. And then at 9 o'clock, talk to a good friend, Dave Hellman, uh, NFL on Fox podcast, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into a little college football because that man LSU, come on, absolutely Him college football us, sicko man. for sure. And so, yeah, those have all those things coming up on the program this evening. But right now, um, look, man, CA might be one of the hardest working men in this business. Just today, he's been all over uh, the Metroplex, been to the store, mm-hmm. had, went to went to the doctor's office, not for himself, for my son. Get that leg looked at, TCU. All over the place. And live in Waxahachie. So imagine me wishing I had a helicopter to avoid the tollway from Waxahachie up to Frisco. Went up there to do the player profile with C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys uh, Washington game. You'll hear this on this Sunday, the pregame show, 1230, with uh, Brian Broaddus. And I think it's going to be Chia Fowler because Willie Bully's not here. It is. And Willie Bully might be doing halftime in the postgame show. That's typically the the labor division that we have. Yep. So I, I was up there in the locker room, and, you know, they're interviewing all the different guys, and I'm talking to different players while trying to get the vibe going into the Washington game. And they usually have a ganger with, like, Dak. You know, all the reporters gather around Dak. For the player of, availability? Yeah, for player availability. Gosh. He's in front of the step and repeat. It says Cowboys in the background. And they would have somebody else had a big game or somebody, Tony Pollard or somebody. Lo and behold, the newest Cowboy, the returnee, got his own ganger. Yeah, Lyle Collins. He's back. LC is back. Everybody's glad to see him. Teammates glad to see him. Front office glad to see him. But the media, who's been covering his career with the Cowboys, remember he went off to the Bengals after he got cut by the Cowboys to make that big – check and they cut him he went to be the bodyguard for joe burrow 
And then he started having these knee injuries, and last year he got cut. Yeah, towards ACL and MCL last so he's Not sit- this past December, December 4th prior. Yeah, so he's sitting around the house, and Cowboys made a phone call to him, and he's back. He yeah. passed the physical. Everybody's glad to see him. He, he did a ganger. Absolutely. We'll get into some of that audio real quick. I want to remind you, your Dallas Stars taking on the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Scott Wedgwood between the pipes again. Oh, wow. He's yeah, yeah. exhausted, Ninth man. straight start for that oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm guessing Andre isn't fully prepared. Lower He's, body. It seemed like he was supposed to, Yes, it is a lower body injury uh, from all we could tell. He seemed like he was supposed to be on his way back this, about this time. They but. upgraded from uh, week to week to day to day. There you go. There you go. Soon enough, he'll be hour to hour. But um, back to what you were talking about. Lyle Collins, got some. we got some audio from that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just in, in returning, seeing him return, just getting a little bit of information from the 214, how he looks, C.A., We'll get into some of that as well. but um, I can hit and quit right here. Well, how you look? He looked better than he left. He mm. had his hair cut off short. He didn't have it tied up. You know, he used to have it tied up. And yep. He looked like a, a giant troll doll back in the day. <laughs> oh, did, did he? He went and got a grown man haircut? Got a grown man haircut. <laughs> and he looked like he looked in shape. Don't get me wrong. That don't mean he's in football shape. But he looked in shape. When he left here, he seemed like he was out of shape. He's in shape. Well, that's, I don't, that does not mean he's ready to play, though. Well, that's, that's good. It is good to hear that he is in better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing that he was asked was, uh, why was the timing right for him to return to Dallas? This would be cut number five, gentlemen. Why was the timing right? I mean, it, it just was. Uh, honestly, I was kind of in a position where I was thinking about just um, re- just letting my body rest as much as possible this year and maybe going back next year. But you know, it's right, right time, right place. Uh, you know, I had got to that point in my, in myself, like mentally, where I felt like, all right, you know, my leg is good. I know it's good. You know, and physically, built that confidence up, and you know, now I'm just ready to play ball again, and I'm super excited. And 2024 couldn't have started off any better. You know, it's a wild. Mm-hmm. I asked him. I said, uh, did they reach out to you? or Did you reach out to them? He said, man, I was minding my own business, sitting on the couch, and Will McClay called me on the phone out the blue and came on down to the star. And somebody told uh, Zach Martin he was there. Zach Martin showed up. We were on Tuesday night. Zach Martin showed up to watch his boy, you know, do his his uh, workout. Yeah. And he said, ironically, I was just talking to Dak on the phone the week before about just – Stuff. Not, not even. We weren't even thinking about me coming back or if, if it's a possibility. It wasn't even about football or just talking. And here he is in the building. Everybody went crazy over him. Yeah, uh, I think something he said in there kind of struck a chord with me. Um, he talked about how, you know, he built that confidence back. And mm-hmm. you know what it reminded me of, C.A.? And you were just at the AAC yesterday. Kyrie Irving in his return after missing 12 uh, games yes. in Utah. Afterwards, uh-huh. he did the, the Q&A with Brad Townsend. I've referenced it a few times because it was such an interesting, insightful uh, conversation with Kyrie. Absolutely. Kyrie, when he wants to be, can give you some really good um, conversation. And one of the things he talked about was kind of the ways in which, you know, it was scary returning from that, foot, you know, the foot contusion that he had. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was a little bit more to it than I think we knew, but – being able to trust his body in those things, you could see it in his play. Now, last night against Portland, he came out with a vengeance. And, of course, that's, you know, a relatively small ramp-up time, and he needed to jump right back into that role that he had previously. But I think it it harkens back to something that we know about athletes to some extent, but it's nice to hear explicitly stated, which is you you could get back right physically, but you need to get the mental portion back of this. 
And I I do appreciate that Lyle Collins says that he is, you know, got built that confidence back. And, you know, that confidence not just in the structural integrity, integrity but the mental aspect of playing the game, which is going to be necessary because he is here to be an emergency role. But exactly. in an emergency role, there's not time for you to step up and right. then get back into it. You just you have to hit the ground in. running. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what else he said? I'm glad you said that because introspectively he told us, Lyle did, he said, one of, the, one of the differences is I'm 30 years old now. He said, when I first got, he said, I remember when I first got here, I was like 20 years old, 19 years old, and I thought I knew everything. He said, I didn't know nothing. He said, I know a whole lot of things now. And so he, he said, I'm going to be here to help impart some of the wisdom to some of the guys of things that I know, how to execute some stuff on the field. Um, cut number six. Mm-hmm. Cut number six back then. Uh, Lyle was talking about how his teammates – no, actually, but what his role would be. Fans and, and media want to know what his role would be going forward with the Dallas Cowboys. Play football, you know, and just be a be an open book for anybody that, that, that wants to listen or, you know, want, just want somebody to hear them out or just want advice, you know. You know, I've been through a lot of different things and, you know, I mean, I've grown a lot, you know. Um, I'm 30 now, man. I remember coming in this thing at 21, thinking I knew it all and I didn't know nothing. And um, you know, it's, it's 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 been awesome though. Yeah. Okay. So also, it sounds like he has a better, he has a pretty good understanding of what his role is. And yeah. I think it's it's hard for you to not understand your role when you're being signed to the practice squad, right? Mm-hmm. You're not. It's not immediately to the active roster, which I mean, it seems like is the mo at least of this team. But I think mostly of NFL teams now. You bring someone in, you can start them off on the practice squad. It gives you a little bit of leeway because of those call-ups. But he knows this is not going to be an instance where he immediately jumps in and starts. Right. Even even if you have some instances where maybe Tyler or Tyron Smith aren't ready, mm-hmm. you have guys that have played more recently that have been with this roster this year, mm-hmm. like uh, you know Matt Beletsko, who maybe mm-hmm. will get uh, a call. Obviously, Chuma Yudoka is one of those guys, but he's on – He's on the um, yeah. injury report right now. Right, with we the see injury how, of how 100% he is. TJ Bass has been really good. Uh-huh. Right, TJ Bass yep. has been really good at one of those guard spots. So, I mean, those are the guys that immediately will get that step up. But he understands that as additional depth, the ways that he could probably impact this team are not necessarily on the field. Now, he needs to be ready on the field, but it's also like the mental capacity and the ways in which he's played in the NFL and what what kind of experiences he could speak to. And you know what? He talked about, because somebody said, what about asking all these questions? He said, they said which, left, right, what side of the offensive line? Are you going to help that offensive line? And he said, I'm good to go any side of the line. This is cut number seven, talking about his familiarity oh, with this year's offense. Every week, you know, I watched him every week. Um, I mean, Dak. You can hear you can hear him on TV. You know, I know the calls. <laughs> um, the new cadence is pretty cool. I like the "Here We Go," um, and you know, I'm, it's it's a lot of great things that this team has to offer. Uh, you know, you can feel it when you walk in this building, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. I think that I think that lays it out pretty clearly. Yep. I mean, this is a dude who, in a way, was on his couch, and so this is an opportunity to get back into this. And be on a team that's going to go and play in the playoffs. And again, his ego isn't like, I got to start. How come I'm not playing? His ego is, I am glad to be here. I appreciate what I had. I appreciate it even more. And I'm in shape. I'm a veteran. So you can plug me in. It might take a minute, but you can plug me in because I'm familiar enough. I've been keeping up with you. Now, I kind of want to dive into this conversation. And I've been thinking about this for a little bit. But 
this I mean, this offensive line is fairly bruised, right? You have oh, yeah. you have guys that have missed time here and there. I mean, hell, Tyler Smith's plantar fascia got tore. And of course, like the idea that it fully tore is better than a partial tear. But it was torn, right? It was like, torn. It's better if it's not torn at all. And so you have that. You have Zach Martin who has seemed to have some bumps and bruises. The quad. And then you also have Tyron, Tyron. Smith. That, and, and any given time, I mean, hell, he went through a His game and back. then just popped up on the uh-huh. injury report. What does that mean for the Cowboys' January prospects? Because obviously, what we could talk about what it means for Week 18, but this is a Washington team that I don't think a single person is particularly scared of. Right. But this is a Cowboys team that is going to play. Uh, they're not going to get that bye week. So they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if, if things go well, they're going to have to play better and better teams as it goes along. And the offensive line needs to be solid. What, what, is, what is the likelihood or, you know, the, just the bruised nature of this offensive line mean for these Cowboys? One thing about it, the practice report came out. And at practice, they were there, but they didn't participate. And we're talking about. The damn near whole offensive line. The the three main ones that we talk about when we're talking about these the Smith brothers. Situations. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't play. Smith and of course, and Smith. Yeah, incorporated. Uh, Tyron ain't about to play in practice. You know, he hadn't been doing that for the month, and he's been exceptional when he plays. He been, but they had been giving them like Wednesday as a veteran. Yes, day. but I'm talking about Tyron in particular. Okay. He hadn't had any practice for the last month, and mm. it's been working wonders for him because he's graded with Pro Football Focus as one of the top offensive linemen without any practice. Till that back thing showed up, and then it was like, okay, he ain't even going to play. Well, he didn't practice yet today. Um, Chuma didn't practice today. Um, Tyler didn't practice today. Zach didn't practice today. All you had was your center and the backups. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to play and play hard on Sunday. And the reason why is because it's all there in front of them. They control their destiny. When I was at the locker room today, that's all they were talking about. They were talking about business, but they – they seem like they're comfortable. You know, it wasn't like they were overly confident, whistling through the graveyard. It was like, we're right where we want to be. We're not going to blow it because guess what? I was When I was talking to C.D. Lamb, he was like, yeah, last year Washington won that damn game. They ain't going to get that this year. When I was talking to Tank Lawrence, me and Mickey were talking to Tank, and Tank was like, uh, Mickey was saying something about, you know, here comes uh, Detroit saying, we'll see y'all get in the playoffs. And Tank said, uh, y'all ain't going to see the same team if we meet you in the playoffs. You ain't going to see what you saw. In other words, he immediately snapped into playoff mode. So, in other words, this team knows if they don't play right on Sunday, they will have blown a golden opportunity to have home games back-to-back to get to the NFC Championship game. Sure. But and then, the championship game may not even be against San Francisco. It may not, but ultimately you're going with this line and they're going to need to find a way to be healthy. And I know that's not something that's like you effort your way to being to health, but you got to hope that they're healthy and then mm-hmm. they've got to play at a certain level because, I mean, I think the, the team that you're most likely when it comes to like the percentages to face in, you know, the divisional round of the playoffs Damn. or sorry, the wildcard round of the playoffs is the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald. Talk, Aaron Donald that they have a pass rush win rate of uh they're they're 16th mm-hmm. in the league which is about average so mm-hmm. that's I mean that's kind of thinkable but you know Aaron Donald is a guy that can kind of wreck things up the middle oh, of course and so the middle of your line and we're talking about two out of the two out of the three when we're talking about your middle of your line with those kind of injury concerns mm-hmm. they're gonna need to be stout because he can make this really tough so nobody needs to get hurt in this game on Sunday well, that, but then also, like, they're just going to need to, you're going to need to be very careful with the way that you utilize these guys, and you've got to really hope that they're playing at the best of their abilities. It's really tough because football is a war of attrition sport, mm-hmm. but then you get to the most important part of the year, and you've 
accumulated all those injuries and all those knocks. And so they're going to need to be really good there. Uh, I think that's that's one of the things that makes you feel good is that, you know, when it comes down to at least that situation, you're the Rams are so, so when it comes to like the most likely another team that you might face. I know that some people are concerned about the Green Bay Packers, even without Aaron Rodgers, because Jordan Love has looked good. It yes, looks he like has. he's going to be one pick in the last five games. Yeah. And, and so like, like, I don't know, several touchdowns. I want to say he had at least 10 in the last five games. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think one of the things that can maybe give you a little solace is when you talk about their defense, the pass rush win rate is 19th. Uh, run run uh, stopping win rate is 16th, mm-hmm. so uh, you know average or mm-hmm. just below average. Mm-hmm. So I mean, again, when it comes to Did you just call mid, I, I, I ain't do that. That's uh, ESPN's uh, win rate uh, metric. That's looky there. What what other teams are you looking at possibly playing? In there's a the slight chance round. New Orleans, New Orleans, Seattle. New Orleans these, defense is actually stepping it up this year. Yeah, New, New Orleans defense is is basically carrying that team because yeah, they really of the, are the ways that that offense has not lived up exactly to what you want to see. New Orleans' pass rush win rate is 31st, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, there's – there's I think what I'm seeing overall is, and as I went through this, is at least the thing that's nice is the teams that you look at early on probably playing um, are not necessarily the toughest and the baddest. But then when you start talking about once you get to deeper in the playoffs, if you might have to play the Lions or mm-hmm. obviously if you have to play the Niners – those teams can really get after you, get after the quarterback, and your line needs to be in tip-top shape. And so, um, again, I don't think that there's anything in particular you could do besides, like, hey, something like this week where, all right, Wednesday's typically the veteran day. We can right. give them a Thursday vet day too, right? Just yeah, give them as much opportunity uh-huh, to rest, to especially heal. for when you talk about Tyron Smith and Zach mm-hmm. Martin. Those guys are well um, – you know, well seasoned. Those guys yeah. know what they're doing, and they and this understand. This is not a, an opponent they haven't ever faced before. They've already faced them once this, this season already. So it's not like it's an unfam- unfamiliar yeah. opponent. It's a division rival. They're going to be focused and ready. They're not going to slack off. But one thing about this game, the best thing that Washington did for them was trade away their their pass rushers. Yeah, the trade deadline. They have traded away some of those pass rushers. Yeah, yeah. but they still got a lot of Alabama boys up and down that line. And so they're going to be dangerous to, to watch out for. But at the same time, you want to try to, if you can, Cowboys, use your formula for your home game. Get a big, comfortable lead so you can rest these guys up in the fourth quarter. If you have a dominant performance, maybe, just maybe, all of those guys, not necessarily quit, but just say, okay, let's get this game over with. Because they're not going to quit. They want to have some good tape for either the new coaching staff or wherever they wind up next. So they're going to try their best at first. But if you can get your big lead, I'm talking about the Washington team. Get a big lead on them, and Cowboys are favored by 14 and a half points. Get your big lead on them, and then rest up your guys in the fourth quarter if you can. Now, I, real quick before we wrap this segment up, I've, we've basically been talking about the offensive line through the context of the pass game. Mm-hmm. Because this team is very one-dimensional offensively, passing the football. The run game has been average, basically, when we talk about just the results and yeah. even the impact feels like it's been even less so. Let's just call them mid. I mean, that that would be We a, thought it'd be better, but it's mid. That would be a credit to this team at this point, <laughs> calling it mid. And That's so, fine. with yep. that being the case, like, how much concern do you have about the capability of running the football, particularly when you talk about what the offensive line and the way that they can block this up? Because it, it kind of, the, the, the common thought is that you need to be able to run the football in the playoffs in some ways. And obviously, the way that they throw the football is great, but what happens if there's any level of drop-off? Are you, are you concerned about that, especially when we talk about this offensive line and the way that they're battered and bruised in some ways? I know one thing. It's not what it was, and I'm glad uh, Rico, Rico Dotto was at practice. Yes, full participant. Yeah, I'm glad he's there. 
because and, and Pollard is Pollard. He is not a feature back. He is a change of pace back. He hasn't shown that second gear, the, the burst that we saw over the last few years. It's not there. That's one of the reasons why they signed uh, Sir Roderick. Uh, I forget Thompson. Something. Thompson. Yeah, I had, to, I, had to, I had to get it a few times yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Roderick. Yeah. I'm glad they, they got him. Not that he's going to do anything yet, but they have to get some depth because Rico had, always has a bad wheel. And with that being said, I don't trust the run game in the red zone at all. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard has got two touchdown rushes. Last year, Zeke had 12. And y'all know where they were, dirty line, dirty yards on the goal line. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't trust them. That's why Dak has to carry this team. But that's going to be important. Like, that's the difference. You can't afford to, you know, lose four points, turning yeah. a seven-point into a three-point, or even worse, turn the ball over in exactly. the red zone like they have in mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Those are the types if of things that lose the marches playoffs, are too slim in the yeah, playoffs for If they that. lose in the playoffs, it's going to be because of a lack of running game. And that's that in some ways come back to the offensive line being able to bust that thing open. Exactly. And I, now the thing that I can remember or that we should remember, Hunter Lipke would have fallen into that line. They did create that hole in that play. Mm-hmm. There was a miscommunication. But I, I'm going to have a keen eye on this offensive line, particularly in those situations where uh, is this run game going to live up to what you what's necessary for them to be great in the playoffs? We're going to find out. Absolutely. Like I said, I, I don't trust it. I'm not saying that it can't. But I don't trust it yet because they haven't shown me consistently over the season that they can punch it in on the dirty yards on the goal line. And it's crazy. We've gone through 17 weeks. We're about to be done with the regular season here when this weekend comes through. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, when this weekend comes through, you'll be able to hear that game right here on 105 through the fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Chris Arnold himself will be heard in that pregame show uh, talking to the great, the elite wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb. Yes, Who's broken all the records? That's right. That's right. Uh, it's the get right right here on 1053 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll talk to Jess Navarez, Cowboys beat reporter, beat reporter for Pro Football Network. We'll do that next on The Fan. It's the get right right here on 1053 The Fan. It's your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Reginald Atatula alongside the three time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rocking with us on this Thursday evening. Your star is still, uh, it's still uh, about halfway through the first period. At the AAC, they welcome in the visiting Colorado Avalanche. Big-time game and matchup in the NHL. Scores 0-0 zero to zero there, and we'll keep you up to date mm-hmm. as to what's happening out there. As, ooh, Scott Wedgwood took a puck to the uh, mask there. Yes, he did. Doesn't go in the back of the net, though, and no. so that's that's the most important part. But uh, Wedgwood, ninth straight start in, in between the pipes uh, for your Dallas Stars as we turn to the uh, DNM leasing hotline and welcome in uh, Cowboys beat reporter for Pro Football Network. You can also hear her on Girls Talk, Boys Talk podcast on DallasCowboys.com. She's a friend of ours. She's a big Swifty. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jess Navarez. Jess, how you doing tonight? You know what? I love that being a Swifty is part of my intro. Thank you, Reg. I really appreciate it. I'm a little under the weather, so not going to lie. I'm a little sick, but I would not be doing anything else than hanging out with you guys. Well, Just you sound great. Yeah, you do sound great. Uh, I know that's that that's a lie because you'd probably be at the AAC watching this game, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd probably be working. Yeah, that is right. That is right. Um, now, you were you said you're feeling a little sick. It feels like the various Cowboys have been feeling a little sick mm-hmm. for the last few weeks. Did Are you going to have to run up on one of them and talk to them? Because it feels like everybody has, has something that's going around uh, the star at this point. You know what? I might have to because I don't know where this mystery illness came from, but it hit me like a train, uh, and I hate it. So maybe I'm going to have to go talk to somebody about that and be like, guys, what the heck? Why are you getting me sick? 
You know what? A lot of people, like I said, we appreciate you fighting through all this because you sound great. A lot of people are projecting because, you know, projection is a sport. And they're like all excited about since the Cowboys control their own destiny, they beat Washington, they can have the opportunity to host two playoff games back-to-back. In that very first round, all kinds of teams could wind up being the Cowboys' opponent. Who would you like to see the Cowboys play in the first round? You know, if I'm being honest, I want to see the Seahawks. And I know that's probably not the answer that everybody wants to hear, right? You want a little bit of an easier opponent. Mm -hmm. But to me, I want to see the Seahawks because – when you go back to the last time the Cowboys played the Seahawks, that was really when you saw their reemergence of playing a complete football game. And you really haven't seen that since week to week. You've seen good bright spots. You've seen, you know, little patches of the run defense being fixed a little bit because of a uh, tank Lawrence. Hum. But you've also seen, you know, just here and there um, improvements. I think Seattle was the last time I can go back and really watch that game all the way through and say that the Cowboys played a a complete game. And that's what you need. If you're going into the playoffs, you want to make a deep run. You need to gain that confidence in playing a complete game. I'm taking the Seahawks all day, every day for that reason. That's interesting, especially the way that Geno Smith's been playing of late um, and the way that he really was hitting his spots against this Cowboys team. And DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, it really, I, yeah. I mean, for me in particular, I, it gave me some uh, some a little bit of a concerns about the safeties of this Dallas Cowboys team, Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, uh, J. Ron Curse. Donovan Wilson got himself an interception last week. How would you kind of, yeah. or how have you looked at the safety play of these Cowboys over the course of the season, particularly seeing as last year they were the heart and soul of this defense? Sure, no, and I think that's a very fair assessment is that the safeties have not lived up to what they should have this year. However, you have to look at everything that goes into that Mm -hmm. because Donovan Wilson didn't get a training camp with that calf injury. He didn't get a preseason. And then really you're starting to see the reemergence. I think of him feeling better from not seeing that playing time, not getting that practice time before the season started. You started to see that against the Lions. Uh, Malik Hooker, I think he's been dealing with injuries all season, really, because he's popping up on that injury report uh, pretty frequently. So I would like to think that's why. And then Jordan Lewis, he's another guy that battled back from injury, uh, his first interception coming against the Lions as well. So I think what you're seeing now is things are starting to click. And I don't necessarily think you'll see that in this game against Washington because if you go look at the weather forecast, uh, you're seeing a bit of a rain-snow mix. Uh, unfortunately, in that forecast, I don't think you'll see some deep safety play. You could. Uh, Sam Howell is a little crazy, and he likes to uh, try to make plays downfield, so we'll see. But I do think that Lions game gave you a good indication of where that safety play is going to be going into the postseason. You know, um, one thing about the uh, Cowboys offense, they are the Cowboys defense, best defense, because they score first. The Cowboys defense can set up and attack the quarterback as opposed to worrying about the running game. If the Cowboys score early, get a lead, and, and keep that lead growing, I noticed that Washington gives up the most points per game in the NFL at 30 a game. It's going to be kind of rainy and wet, but that was the case against the Giants when they started the season. Um, the Cowboys are 14 and a half point favorites. How do they guarantee that this is going to happen? How, how, does, how does this game play out for you for the Cowboys to get out of this thing unscathed? 
You know, it's funny, CA, as you were just talking about this uh, before I came on, the run game. And mm-hmm. that's really what you saw week one against the Giants is you had some glimmers of hope there with them being able to rely on the run because at that point they had to. The rain was pouring. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know what the here-we-go cadence was at that point yet for Dak in the passing game. You had to rely on that run game. That's and true. so for me, all eyes have to be on that run game for this game and for multiple reasons. One, yes, of course, the weather. Two, you obviously need to win this game so you have your postseason uh, playoff seeding set by winning the NFC East and getting that number two seed in the NFC. But also, you need that confidence to build that run game. And like you guys were just talking about, it's not there. It, it has been disappointing. And I don't necessarily want to blame Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle for that. I really think it still goes back to ball distribution and kind of play calling at that. I, I don't think it's all them. I also think it was interesting a few weeks back, CA, I think you were there uh, when Tony Pollard talked about this, kind of admitting that that leg injury was bothering Uh him a little bit more than he thought it was Mm -hmm. uh, until until the bye week. And so if you're thinking of slower progressions, kind of like I was talking about with the safeties with Donovan and even J. Lou, mm-hmm. you have to think of that in terms of Tony Pollard as well. And so I'm interested to see in this game, yes, it's going to be wet. It, it's going to be raining, possibly snow mixture uh, involved. And so you're talking some slick turf uh, or slick, slick grass, rather, uh, some mud. I want to see what this run game looks like. And I want them to really build that confidence going into the postseason because you need a solid run game if you want to make a deep run in the postseason. Real quick, you mentioned Jordan Lewis. Congratulations to him. Today he was awarded the Ed Block Courage Award, which is about uh, players who overcame adversity to get where they are today, and he did. He overcame major injuries from last year, and look what he's doing right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he and you know what? People um, don't give him enough credit for being the locker room guy that he is. He's oh, yeah. such a good locker room guy. Major leader. And I will lean on that all the time with these players. Is You need guys that will lift you up, that will be a good teammate. And even through his injury, he was still supporting the guys around him. So uh, good for Jay Lou. I love to hear that. We, we're talking to Jess Navarez. She's a pro football network's Cowboys beat reporter. She also uh, features heavily on the Girls Talk, Boys Talk podcast on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, and Jess, you mentioned kind of some of the things that may have held this Cowboys run attack back. And, you know, there, there's something to be said for hoping for continued progress and more progress over the course of this thing. But it's been 17 weeks and you were headed, uh, you know, headfirst into the playoffs. Are there any other things that the Cowboys can do or any things they can do to help um, get some effect of the, Cow- of, the, of the run game because we know that the run game can help dictate the way the defenses uh, play them. And without that, some defense can sit on the things that this passing offense likes to do. Yeah, of course. I think it also comes down to your offensive line. And people seem to forget that for more than half of the season, you didn't have your starting line together. They've only played, what, eight, nine games together total. Um, and so when you look at the health of the offensive line, that's why I was really glad – to see that they brought a guy like Lyle Collins onto the practice squad because you need somebody that's a plug-and-play kind of guy. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's in football shape. I think that's my only question is he's in shape, he's healthy. He talked about that today in the locker room, saying he felt the best he's ever felt. He had a year to kind of rehab his body, take care of all of that. Timing is right for him. You guys just went over that. 
But you need a plug-and-play kind of player that can be a swing tackle for any side of the line because the only thing that will hold them back at that point, too, if it's not themselves with Rico Dowdle, Tony Pollard, the play calling, is how healthy that offensive line is going to be to establish that run game. And really, in the postseason, you just never know what's going to happen. So you need a guy like Lyle that could come in um, and, and kind of play on either side. I don't necessarily agree with having T.J. Bass switch sides of the line because he's so young and you kind of want him to get established and acclimated on one side of the line, specifically the right side. So I think to answer your question, offensive line needs to stay healthy and they need their starting guys in there. Okay, let's talk about Butter. Is Butter going to be able to make some history? Brandon Aubrey, who's headed to the Pro Bowl, he's never missed a field goal this season. You mentioned the weather. Do you think he might be able to do it? I think he can do it. Look, yeah. if there's one thing about me, <laughs> I will I will eat my words all day every day because in training camp, I had so much to say about this uh, decision. But the more you hear kind of the backstory of uh, Bones Fossil talking about how they acquired Brandon and kind of everything that went into it, just I have so much respect for what he's been able to do. And even if he doesn't, say this is the one game he misses and he doesn't make history or whatever, look what he's done up until then. It's still been a very historic rookie season for a guy that, guess what, barely played football for a couple of years before making history in the NFL. So even if he doesn't, that's okay. Just need to make sure he's good to go for the postseason as well. And you know what's so crazy? People forget he's been perfect, he's a rookie, whatever. He has played in the last nine months. You throw in the USFL games, he, his legs should be tired. But he's got that perfect yeah. swing, and it goes straight down the middle every time. Major props to Brandon Arby, a.k.a. Butter, as named by Dak Prescott. Now, now, <laughs> now Jess, uh, obviously you're taking on the Washington Commanders, or Commandos as I like to call them, hmm. this week, week they 18. Know who they are. <laughs> is, is there a single solitary thing that scares you about this Washington team? The only thing that scares me about this Washington team is the fact that teams do not play the Dallas Cowboys the same way as they play any other team that they have on their schedule. That's the only thing that scares me really about an opponent like this, where they have a losing record. They what are going to get the second overall pick in the the draft at this point. They have nothing to lose. They really just are either going to treat this like their Super Bowl or they're going to say, like, okay, look, young guys up. Let's get some good tape for you. However they treat it, I really think you're going to see a different version of the commanders because they're going to throw everything at you just like every other team has that is beaten the Cowboys this season. Go back to the Cardinals game. Go back to that loss. Because up until that point, the Cardinals weren't doing really anything that they pulled in that game against the Cowboys. And so for me, when you have an opponent like this, that's the one thing that gets me is if you're trying to make a statement win, you want to beat the Cowboys. And of course, you know what? Your NFC East rival, you want to beat them in the final week of the season that's going to impact their playoff seeding potentially. So look, it doesn't scare me because they don't have any specific threats, especially with the laundry list of their injury report on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that teams play the Cowboys differently, and you've seen it time and time, and time again. That's an excellent point. Jess, Jess Navarez, Pro Football Network, we appreciate your time always so oh, much. Yeah. And I feel like I always mention that you're Swifty, so I guess I should also mention that a uh, huge dog lover and animal lover oh, yeah. in general. What kind of dogs oh, do you yeah. like? Um, I love any kind of dogs, but my dogs specifically obviously have my heart. So I'm surprised you didn't hear them throughout this whole thing. Because what kind of dogs the are they? The what kind of dog? So I, have a chi- I have a chihuahua who's 11. His name is Toby, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the best boy ever. And then I have a Boston boxer, t- or Boston 
boxer mix uh, named Wit, who's nice. a little over a year, and he's crazy. And no shocker, you can guess who he was named after, yeah. Jason Witten, Yeah, a, a guy who's getting a, a kind of some uh, some praise, some plaudits for being a high school football coach. Jess, we yeah. appreciate your Witt. time greatly. Uh, we'll have to talk to you again in the playoffs at that time. I could talk about your love of New Mexico and then also your love of Marvel movies. We'll do that next time. Oh. You know the way to my heart, Reg. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Love chatting with you. Always love it. That's uh, mm-hmm. the homie Jess Navarez, Pro She's Football awesome. Network, uh, covers the Cowboys. And also you can hear her on Girls Talk, Boys Talk on DallasCowboys.com. Always fun having fun. Our friends that cover this oh, cover yeah. these teams, man. She's it's, awesome. It's fun this way. Uh, it's to get right right here on 105 through the fan. Uh, I have good and bad news. Would you like the good news or the bad news? Actually, I kind of have to start with the good news because uh, Evgeny Dodonov scores for your Dallas Stars. Yay. He uh, breaks the deadlock at 0-0. He's the you know gets on the scoreboard first unassisted, and then like a minute and a half later or two minutes later, uh, oh I think it's McKinnon actually. I thought it was I thought it was a uh, Nikushkin, but apparently it's McKinnon gets a goal for the Colorado Avs. Slides one. I, it might have looked like he slid that right under Wedgewood. And so it is one goal apiece at the AAC. Uh, yeah, so it's good news was you, you scored, it's bad news is they scored. Uh, I knew that. I think everybody knew this wouldn't be an easy one against the Avs, uh, but there's still about five minutes left in the first period. Uh, going to be a fun one, going to be an interesting one. We'll, we'll keep, keep you updated. There you go, absolutely. Uh, it's the get right right here on mm-hmm. 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the NFL. Do it next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. I'm Reginald Latitude, and I love this song. Uh, that's mm-hmm. Chris Arnold, the three-time Hall of Famer. I don't, know if, I don't know if he loves the song or not. I do like it a lot. There you go. Mm-hmm. He, notice how he can say love. Yeah, it's say cool. love. That's, I, all right. I, that's, a, that's another level. He's like, that's a little too much. I don't know. This is, mm-hmm. It don't compare to Prince or nothing. Come on. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we appreciate you rocking with us here on this Thursday evening. Uh, coming up in about, uh, I don't know even how long, about 15 minutes, We'll answer some more questions heading into the final week of the NFL season, so you want to keep it locked here on the fan. And, um, man, there was a promo there that's it's really fun, and it's interesting to remember that, man, we're, we're already in the season of getting some Rangers hot stove here on your home of the Texas yeah, Rangers. Buddy. World Series champion Texas Rangers. Yeah. Let me, let me give a quick shout-out to all these Rangers put out a press release today. They've given raises and new job titles to a whole bunch of people in the front office. I'm not going to run down the list. All I can tell you is we recognize what you did, and y'all won the World Series, and I'm glad y'all get some more money. That's right. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. This is how they do that. They say instead of just the vice president or something, senior vice president. Yeah, ching more money. I need to be the senior vice president of hosting a night show. There can you we, go. Senior vice president that? of the get right. Um, And so, yeah, <laughs> um, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, 
uh, nice. hot stove starts mm-hmm. down in the Odyssey showroom here at 4131 North Central Expressway. You get to, if you really want to, you could take a picture with uh, the trophy itself. Heard, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So you can Put see like that this. thing going on. How many times do you get a chance to say you took a picture with the World Series trophy? That's like the Stanley Cup trophy. It's like the Super Bowl trophy. How many times? You better show up at our showroom. Yeah, and that's next Tuesday. We're getting we're, Rangers, we got you covered. It's the home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. So keep it locked here on 105 through the fan. Right now. Does, that, does this oh, trophy uh, like the Stanley Cup have a little guard with some white gloves? I'm pretty sure that somebody there. there there is somebody <laughs> whose job it is. I believe uh-huh. the Rangers had to hire someone specifically to uh, guard it, man. To man- manage the comings and goings of the trophy. Mm-hmm. So I put in my application. Yeah, Unfortunately, truck. it was kicked right back. Well, you don't have that Brinks truck. So yeah. Like, yeah. If you had a different kind of ride, they might. Yeah, have they was like, you. you can't put that in a sedan. Are you yeah, crazy? Are you crazy? Uh, let's go around the NFL here on the Get Right. On 105 through the fan, we begin by talking about the running back who, uh, you know, had a name, got cut or waved rather from the New York Jets. And everybody was like, "Ooh, Cowboys. Uh, Dalvin Cook officially cleared waivers, but he will not be joining the Cowboys as he is joining the Ravens practice squad. Oh, wow. And so he went unclaimed um, today. And so, you know, obviously there wasn't very many teams that were going to, in fact, I don't think there were any teams that were wanting to sign on for that contract that he had. I know, I know that he had renegotiated with the Jets to you know, so that it wasn't uh, the guarantees were kind of knocked mm-hmm. off, but it's still a lot of money for the yeah. player that I think he is now and the player that he would be on a competitive team. However, once he clears waivers, you can sign up for what you want to, and I think that opened up uh, maybe the the pool of people who would be interested. Ultimately, he signs with the Ravens, and I think that that made sense for both sides. The Ravens obviously have had a lot of injuries, but oh, for yeah. him, he gets a chance to try and piggyback on what looks like one of, if not the best team in the NFL right now. But like this, they're headed to the Super Bowl one way or the other unless somebody else gets hurt. Baltimore lost J.K. Dobbins for the season in week one with a torn Achilles. Then they lost the rookie, Keaton Mitchell, with a torn ACL. Yeah. And they got Gus Edwards and Justice Hill coming out of the backfield right now. They're going to keep them in place. Melvin Gordon also is on the roster. Yes, he is. And they're saying that Cook is going to get his touches, Melvin Gordon, because he was like a third back in recent weeks. And they're going to try to ease him in and see what kind of effect he's got. He's kind of like in the uh, Lyle Collins role. Okay, we got you. We're not going to disrupt what we got, and we may use you if we need you. So that's where Dalvin Cook said. And Dalvin Cook said, I'm fine with that if I can get a ring. Yeah, look, and again, if you had an option of teams to sign with, I don't blame you Why for not? signing with that team in particular because that team looks like they got some cooking, something uh, real good. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL, we told you yesterday about the uh, the fire that ended up uh, going Hill? up at Tyreek Hill's uh, you know estate in South One Florida. $1.6 million estate. Uh, actually, how much did you say? One point six million. Actually, six point nine million. Look out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the property. Yeah, don't, don't, don't short him. I'm just looking at the guest house. He God, spent that. Yeah, no. yeah. You, you saw the pool house. You were like, that's yeah. a nice house. And he was like, wait till you see the real thing. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, uh, Tyree killed. There was a fire, and a, apparently it was started by a child playing with a cigarette lighter in the I bedroom. Heard that, man. You hate to see I that, and that. obviously it, it starts as a reminder. Um, you know, be real careful. With you know the things that you have in your house, not that you shouldn't have them, but you know just be kids will pick stuff up, especially little boys. They like to play with stuff. Yeah, they just like, you can never be because they they you can't think what a child might do. Yeah, you can never be too careful. Got to be real and careful about the like, way you utilize it. It burned down half the house, man. It wasn't just like a room or two. It's like half the house. Yeah, so we we don't know the amount of damage that was caused by the fire, but the investigation is closed. Obviously, we know what happened there so i'm just glad everybody's all right yeah and that's that was the thing that we knew very early on that everybody was all right in that situation and so that's ultimately 
the biggest thing. He he makes lots of money, and even mm. if he did, it think, things can be replaced, but everybody was healthy. and uh, Okay. And you little boy, did you ever play with fire matches? Um, I want to say no, but the answer is probably yes. I just don't remember right off the top of my head. I, w- I, now, I wasn't a little pyromaniac, so like this yeah. isn't like a, oh, I definitely, but I'm I'm sure just the general curiosity of a of a young a young person, I definitely definitely lit something on fire. I hate to say this, but I had me and some friends. I have to throw myself in the group. It wasn't my idea, but we started eating matches. We would just eat them. Well, I wasn't. It wasn't my idea at first. I just joined. But you like the it. taste once it. It was kind of salty. <laughs> But we would eat matches until they put those matches down. What are you doing? Kids are hilarious. Hel- you're going to get a fire in your stomach, son. Kids are hilarious. You uh, just I, can't predict what they'll do. Not at all. You know what I like to say? What's and that? I say this, you know, in good in, in good jest, so don't don't come at me. But kids are terrible people. Yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> to show you how you don't know what they'll do, one time, I'm, it's a real brief story. One time, me and my cousins found a bullet. And guess what? We didn't find a gun. We found a bullet. Yeah. And guess what we did? I have no Ooh, idea. Ooh, let's see what it's made of. I get a hammer. Let's bust it oh, open. Oh, no. My uncle caught me with the hammer in full swing. What are y'all doing? But for the ground. He, he didn't come over yet. He just started with the yell. That's, he that started is, with the yell and whooped all our butts. That's right. That's that's peak. Who would have think of you going to hit a bullet with a hammer? We're terrible people. Kids are terrible Kids, people. You, just you can't predict them. Just, they, they, I mean, obviously, again, don't have enough seasoning yet. Mm-hmm. That's just how this goes. But I love that that's like peak male authority figure, yeah. which is like, mom will get over there. Dad right. will start with like, my voice is going to do enough. And exactly. if it's not, then I'll come over there exactly. and do something. I bet, y'all better not be. Better not be. Hey. 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 Yeah, you don't have to say, well, hey, what are y'all doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Tolos are texting and they love this stuff. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to nine seven two who says they're the senior vice president of listening and texting. There you go. Thank you. A one zero five three to fan run me my coin. Yes, from the uh, from uh, nine seven another or same nine seven two. They said they're the executive analyst to turn it on, leave it on. Go ahead and let us know what your uh, six eight two says. I was a huge pyro growing. Oh up. boy, <laughs> and but this is the thing. This is where we appreciate growth. Exactly. Yeah, we appreciate growth. You grew out of that. That's right. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe you didn't. But if you didn't, we need you to. If you didn't, watch the Dave Chappelle special. He'll tell you what's going to happen to you. Yeah, let's let's start let's start just, growing out of that. Go ahead and text in 877-881-1053. What's your new title, newly appointed title? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll check those out on the fan. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL, did you know this, CA, that in the year of our Lord 2024, will be the first time that an NFL playoff game won't be shown on uh, cable television. No ESPN. So for the first time in its history, an NFL table, uh, playoff game won't be on cable TV. On Saturday, January 13th, uh, the postseason uh, will commence with two games, or the wild card games rounds, um, and the second of which will be uh, either 8.15 or 8.30, and it'll only be on Peacock. So NBC, oh, streaming. yeah, NBC is going. Oh, no cable, just streaming. That's right. We're going with a full streaming playoff game. Uh-huh. We're moving further and further to the idea of, you know, part of this NFL package being yep. entirely 117 billion dollars. And it's kind of crazy because I didn't think that this would get here. Because uh, I mean, this quick. The NFL has prided itself on being a, a sport that has made itself accessible mm-hmm. to the most people, right? Mm-hmm. NBA, MLB have all had, you know, cable. Um, basic cable for the most part, but cable as a place where they have lived for a long time, for decades at this point, right? Yeah, the network. Obviously, they're still, you know, broadcast television, but they're mm. ESPN, TNT, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll go there. NFL is like, we need to be on over-the-air television for the most part, it's, except for, like, special situations, 
Well, obviously you have the Thursday, Thursday night, night football, football. Mm-hmm. but now the playoffs are such a big deal that I thought that, that would still remain untouched. But no, Peacock on uh, for a one of the wild card games on um, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after or Saturday rather. I said Sunday. No, uh, the Saturday after. Uh, how far do you think this goes? How, like, how far do you think we go with the streaming revolution in the NFL? Oh, it's here. It's not how far will it go. It's going to consume and take over because that's the way technology does. I mean, it's just that simple. They may still have a network here and there, but at one point in time, you can say, I remember when it used to be on on a, on network. I used to remember it was on cable. Just like you said, I remember something was on a CD. I remember when something was on DVD. I remember when something. Everything is digital now. And the NFL saying, why not us? Because guess what? We are the big dog. Yeah, Swaggy Booties. It's just Booties. that simple. It's interesting because I know there's some people that are like, I'm not going to watch that game. Shout yeah, right. out to Swaggy Booties who says that. And you it's say like, that now. We'll see. But then also there's something to be said for it gets to a certain point in the money situation of it where if the money that's coming in is big enough, how much do you care about the amount of people that are getting it? And it's a, it's, it's a sad thing to say from a fan's perspective, but as an organization, the NFL's top priority is making money. Exactly. And I do wonder at what point they feel comfortable leaving portions of their audience behind and getting maybe smaller as it comes to like total reach if it continues to increase revenue. I give them credit for doing something that baseball didn't do, which is taking care of anybody under the age of 25. When I say this, I mean when they did that that big deal. Part of that big deal was to get it on Nickelodeon. Who would have thought that? They're, they're sliming the players. Yeah. In other words, they say, we're going to get – the young kids and make sure we keep them too. I don't think they're losing their fan base because they're so people want the NFL so bad. They will find it. They will find it on their phones, which is streaming. They will find it at the bar. Half of it's streaming. Some of it's satellite. It's going to be there. It's no different than saying, you know what? We're leaving vinyl behind. We're going to be on digital. Well, you're going to lose all the people who like to play a record. I'm sorry, but that's what everybody's doing it. They're downloading it. That's just no different the way they look at it. Yeah, we'll see if NF- if the NFL remains such a big institution that they can continue to push these bounds and people will follow them. I mean, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to say, BC, mm-hmm. because I don't know that there is a bigger institution in media in America right now than football. I think they're the only ones that could pull it off. Everybody else has to worry about, you know, parts of the fan base. The other thing about the NFL, they're also making sure they keep the butts in the seats because they don't want – Jerry's talked about this a lot – they do not want to have empty stadiums and have it just televised. But the TV money is the most significant money that pays for everything. In fact, he would not sign Dak to his extension until he said, Amazon signed. Look it up. Jerry Jones said, once we got Amazon on our TV deal, the $117 billion, that's when he went ahead and extended Dak. Because at one point, they were worried about Dak Prescott. He's going to be gone. He might you if you if you put another uh, franchise tag on him, he will leave and test the free agency. He said, "Here's your extension, his forty million a year after Amazon." Well, uh, we'll see how that ultimately pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm very intrigued on how far they can push this thing, especially considering Am- Amazon Prime is something that was more widely uh, held by by people in general. Peacock is not quite that, and exactly. the first the first Peacock broadcast that you know brought up by the nine four zero. Wasn't as wildly watched, so we'll see how it goes. But that's around the NFL here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's get into some more questions heading into the final week of the NFL season. We'll discuss those next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.